And our next speaker is Sophie Ratcliffe, who is a fellow and tutor in English at Lady Margaret Hall and an associate professor in 19th century literature. Sophie has a particular interest in ideas of readership and the ways in which books make us feel. Her publications include On Sympathy and P.G. Woodhouse, A Life in Letters. Sophie is presenting her research together with Professor Stephen Parisian, director of the Independent Art Gallery and Museum, Compton Verney in Buckinghamshire. Thank you, Kirsten. Um, and thank you for having us here this evening. Um, I, as Kirsten said, I'm Sophie Ratcliffe, and I teach English here at the University of Oxford. And I'm here with Stephen. I'm very grateful he's not in Crete or the Opera House. <laughs> I was going to be, but... <laughs> And we wanted to tell you about our collaborative knowledge exchange project, Unsilencing the Library. And Unsilencing the Library is it's a detective story. It's an installation, which is hotting up. It launches on the 28th of June. And it's also a celebration of reading and of how books make us feel. And it all began with an invitation to an empty room. And given that Stephen is an architectural historian, I'm going to let him talk about the room. Um, Compton, the, the main house at Compton Verney, 18th century house, but this room uh, was one, almost the only space that had some of its original uh, fittings. The house had been uninhabited and decaying for 60 years, yet amazingly, um, these bookshelves still survive. And the clue to its reinvention in the mid-19th century um, was, as you can see in the shelving on the right, um, panels of, of fake book spines, all featuring titles by women authors. Effectively, the canon of, of what one ought to be reading around 1860. This uh, morning room on the uh, southeast side of the house was fitted up by the wife of the 17th Lord Willoughby de Brooke, the family that lived in the house until they moved out in 1921, taking everything, including the original books, with them. Um, she was a, a great champion of women's reading, uh, of, of women's education, and ultimately women's suffrage. A great figure in South Warwickshire in terms of, of really taking the, the, the idea of the country house as patron in a completely different direction. Initially, we approached, and here she is on the left, there's a um, uh, all, the only uh, image we have of her, sadly, um, after her husband's death, he wasn't expecting to inherit. He was a sort of, it was a bit like a kind hearts and coronets. Virtually all the family dropped dead, and then he was a vicar who wasn't expecting to inherit. He spent most of his time building a half-sized frigate on the lake, um, while she was a, a marvellous local patron. Um, and um, that she thereafter, after her husband's death, she founded schools, um, temperance societies and, and lots, of, lots more of the apparatus that, that help bring new audiences, particularly women, to reading. Um, so initially we approached, I, I wanted to talk to the English faculty really just about, look, there's two missing um, book, uh, book plate panels there. What are we missing? Suggest the titles. But I was delighted when um, Sophie um, came up with a, a marvellous idea to, to do what we both want to do, and I think this is perhaps at the heart of the Knowledge Exchange um, partnership, is to bring new audiences in, both for Oxford and for us, to attract new people into reading, into museums, into culture. Um, so this will be an enormous benefit, I hope, for both of us. But Sophia, now explain. So when Stephen invited me into this room and he said, so 
can you help us? What, what, what should have been on these panels? What should we do with these books? But also he said, and what can we do with this room? What can we do with it to bring it to life? So we, I was asked, kind of, can I help to find the story behind the books and to give the room a story? Now, if we start with the dummy books, if you read George Eliot or Trollope, imitation books in a room are usually a sign that a character's a bit of an airhead. They're a bit vulgar. But what's extraordinary about these books is if you look at the spines, all the authors on the spines are women. So these books are more, more weighty than they seem. There's a story behind these books. There's, there's Frankenstein... There's Mary Somerville, the science writer. There's Sappho. So someone was trying to make a statement that maybe women and walls aren't just decorative. They were trying to say something with books. And so, and, and as Stephen said, our research suggests that this was Georgiana, Lady Willoughby de Brooke. And um, she was a bit of a sort of a Bathsheba Everdeen, but things went better for her. She was also a prize sheep breeder and exhibitor and did all these things in terms of readership in the community. She was, but the problem remained these empty panels. And here, um, the Knowledge Exchange Fellowship allowed us to draw on um, two excellent, brilliant postdoctoral research assistants, Kerry Hunter and Ellie Liebeck. And they've been looking into the story of thinking what else would have been on these shelves. They went into the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust, went into the catalogues of Compton Verney's library and found other women authors that were in the library at the time. And so they have suggested what else should have been on the shelves. And an amazing bookbinder has created these beautiful tooled spines. So the shelves won't be empty anymore. But what of the other six shelves? The problem remained, how are we going to curate those? And this isn't really a problem, it was an opportunity, I thought. The theory is that Georgiana was trying to make a statement with her books. She was trying to make books say something, make books be noisy, say something about books and women. So we asked other individuals and organisations what they might like to say with books. We wanted to go and find people who perhaps didn't get to say much or whose voices weren't being heard enough. And we also wanted to hear about some ideas that need to be talked about more. So we chose, we asked a diverse selection of guest curators, and these are going to change every year. And we asked them each to take a shelf. In terms of ideas that need to be heard, we've asked this year, we've asked Emma Watson. Emma Watson, um, to sh- and she's agreed to share her, her sh- books on her shared shelf. She has a feminist book reading club, so her, sh- her books are going on one shelf. There'll be bookmarks in each of the books on the shelves and also web resources, so you can go into the room and tap, why does Emma Watson like this book? We've asked Alice Fowler, who writes for The Guardian about the environment, and she's chosen a beautiful selection of books about gender and about the environment. We've asked Real at the Charity about mental health and reading. And we've asked Margot Jefferson, whose wonderful memoir, Negro Land, has been winning prizes this year, and she's given us an amazing selection of books about race. In terms of people, we've gone to the local school at Kyneton that Georgiana was a patron of, and we've got um, some teenagers from there recommending what books that matter to them. And for me, perhaps the most moving part of the knowledge exchange, it's all been so much fun, the most extraordinary, possibly the most extraordinary moment of my academic life was to go into um, a prison, which I'd never been into a prison before, and to go into the library. There's an amazing charity called Prison Reading Groups, and they hold reading groups all over the UK. And they've helped us to ask men and women in prisons what, we, what they read and what books mean to them. 
And so we've received about 100 nominations from men and women in prisons about the books that matter to them, and those two are going on the shelves. And um, it was extraordinary. I, I'm very interested in how books make us feel. It's very interesting going into a prison and the different quality walking through the corridors when you went into the library and how different that felt. Um, as you can see, it's quite a tentacular project. It's quite elaborate. It's very, very exciting. It's been a huge privilege to be involved with it. And I think that's, that's just what has meant the most to me, is about all the amazing people I've met and the way, all the directions it's going in. And, it, and it's been wonderful for us, again, guaranteeing new audiences, taking us in different ways, helping to break up partnerships, not just for us, but also for Oxford. One thing that's instantly come out of this uh, is uh, a visit by um, pupils from Kyneton School, which is a, a big area of rural deprivation. Lots of, a number of the, the students that the headmistress has selected are, are not people who sit in the library who read books, but they are coming to visit Lady Margaret Hall. So already, you know, to see that now Oxford is not a scary, uh, forbidding place. So brokering these other partnerships just helps us get, get, get forward and really helps us appeal to all sorts of communities with, you know, who otherwise wouldn't, a bit like we're saying with, with Oxford before, wouldn't darken our doors. So it's been wonderful for us and will continue to be as the years develop. Thank you. Thank you.